Hello everyone, I am Jorge Madden and this is the Playa Provides podcast where we talk about magical playa stories or how living a 10 principle lifestyle helps your community and makes everything around you a lot better. For our third episode of the Playa Provides podcast, I have the pleasure to talk to Erin Douglas or Erin Shah. She's from Maryland, I think from Baltimore. Is that correct? Yep, yep. Yeah, she lived 15 years in New York, so she calls the city home also. She likes food, time with friends, meeting new people, travel, Latin dancing, cooking. Erin is a three-time burner and camps with Street Life Camp. Mm -hmm. You are actually an amazing photographer. And the way I heard about you this year after the burn was after watching these beautiful, amazing pictures from your Black Burner project. Before I ask you some details about it and we dive into it, let me say that what I found most amazing about your pictures is not just their raw beauty and the technical portrait awesomeness, but historically we have mostly been bombarded by this model-like silly outfit at Burning Man, hot chick uh, climbing out of Robot Heart <laughs> style of pictures. And when I actually run into these amazing, diverse portraits, that really actually felt a lot more like Burning Man to me than what the media and just like for some reason, the commercial side of Burning Man has been portraying the world. So congratulations for doing that. And yeah, uh, please tell me, tell me more about how you got to Burning Man and, and how all this started. Oh, yeah. So I, I guess I've known about Burning Man for the past nine years. I haven't realized that until just now, um, just because a good friend of mine went uh, and I knew her when she first started it. And that's who introduced me into it. But I never really thought twice about it. Um, she would kind of bring it up every time she went. Um, then lo and behold, about three years ago or yeah, three years ago, she gifted me a ticket. Um, I had no plans on going. Maybe I had mentioned it to her at some point, but I had really no plans on going. But she gifted me a ticket for my birthday, and um, I was nervous, but I knew it was super intentional. I had no clue. She didn't tell me exactly why, but I knew she had probably put a lot of thought into it, and I also knew that it was a very generous gift, and I don't even think I knew the details about how much a, a ticket costs or anything. I just knew that it was generous for her to to um, kind of say, here's a ticket, everything's kind of just like get there and we got you. So that's what got me there. <laughs> um, so I was kind of like forced into it in a sense, but, you know, I wasn't gonna, you know, I'm always down for an adventure or a challenge. So, um, so that's got, that got me there. I did, I am a traveler. I have traveled, you know, abroad solo, so I found that I had these nerves about going that wasn't familiar with uh, to me. You know, there's always nerves, but this was different. And so I 
just was very aware of it and was trying to figure out where it came from. One had to do with just like not knowing what Burning Man was really about, not having camped before, not having been in desert before. And then there was something about not being able to really access someone of color who looked like me to ask basic questions that really kind of made me a little uneasy. Um, it wasn't that I was nervous about, about possibly being one of few because I grew up in areas where I was one of, you know, one of the only black girls in class and stuff. And then I also have a very diverse group of friends in New York and, you know, but it was just something about, it was going to be such a different environment. I just wasn't sure what to expect. And I never really realized how important it was even for me to see yourself at least sometimes. But yeah, so that's kind of where things kind of took. And then when I got there, I saw a lot more people of color that I expected, not a lot, but um, I definitely ran into people. And when I came back and just posted my regular photos on my personal photography page, I had a lot of people who started to reach out who were of color and who just expressed their interest, had known about Burning Man, but had specifically said that they, they kind of put it on the back burner because they just didn't know people of color went. And so they figured it wasn't for them or they just didn't, you know, wasn't able to get the perspective of someone to just let them know like, hey, it's, it's really cool. And that in its little self had made such an impact on people really not going to Burning Man. And I thought that was unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, For people who have never been to Burning Man, if you just Google Burning Man, the amount of super commercialized pictures that have come out, which is actually something that Burning Man, the organization has been fighting against for the last couple of years because mm -hmm. it, it has become like a product. But what is actually out there uh, online for, for everybody to see who hasn't lived it is not really close to the reality. Like, right. yeah, right. the art and everything, but the, I can see how by sharing your work, you, you really started something. Yeah, I mean, it was really just realizing when people were reaching out and I was like, man, like, that kind of, that sucks that people, one, there was half people who knew about it. So I was like, man, there's people who are missing out on these experiences that could be life-changing for them. And simply because they're so uncomfortable, they just won't go. And then there's also the other half of people who just didn't know about it at all, which isn't surprising, especially depending on where you're based, you know, like East Coast, West Coast. And so people were like, what is this thing that you're posting? And they just didn't know. They had never heard about it. And so it was also like an informative place too, where people were kind of like curious about, like they love the photos, but then it was an opportunity to say, this is where this is, this is what people experience. And then people started to ask more questions. And it was outside the box for me. And I kind of was like, oh, maybe I'll go back and take photos, you know, of people of color and just see what happens. And I was, I, I told people, but I was really insecure about it. And it was, I knew I wanted it to be bigger than my Instagram page. So I put in a proposal and I just said, you know, if things line up, then I'll go. And honestly, I had no clue what would come of it or if I even captured things that I would love until I sat down on my computer and started going through photos. And so did you, uh, did you go to Burning Man three years in a row? 
Yes. Yep. So, so your first year was 2017. Mm -hmm. And then the first year that you wrote your proposal and you put it out, like, did, did you, how did you do that? Did you send it to, to Burning Man? Like, were you on the, on the, on the Burning Man book? How did you let people know about the first time that you did the Blackburner project and how, and explain us, what did you do? What did you ask? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I knew, I, well, I found out that if you, you know, Burning Man is very um, particular about about their images and how they're portrayed. And also, it's just like, as big as it is, it's still an intimate space. They want things to be respectful and making sure that, you know, people are um, okay with you taking photos. So I knew that you had to submit a proposal in order to use the photos, if you wanted to use the photos outside of your personal pages. And I didn't know what, but I knew that's, that was a goal of mine. So submitted a proposal. It was pretty late, actually, when I got the response that they said yes. And I just told them my project idea that I wanted to document people of color. And I stated the fact that, you know, one of the principles was radical inclusion and I didn't see how they could say no if that was one of the principles and um, you know kind of just what what my mission was and yeah and then I just got a response and then I just went out there and walked around and just yelled out to people who I saw and said hey I'm taking photos documenting people of color and got their information and told them I also wanted to interview them so that was how I did it this year too, but that kind of just finding people is what I wanted it to be like. And then for the group photo was an idea that I just thought about midway through the week. I think I usually leave my camera alone for the first day or two just to get my own time. And I think about Wednesday, I told someone that I was thinking about a group photo, but I had no clue what to do. And they said, just think, just make up a day, time, location and tell people that's what I did. I, it was what Wednesday and I told them it was Friday at six at the man or it was the temple the temple last year and um, I just asked people to tell people that they saw and that Friday I was when I say nervous I was so nervous because you know there's no internet there's so much going on I honestly didn't think anybody was going to remember a few steps down, a few steps away when they, when I told them, you know, let alone two days later. So I kind of convinced myself that if three or five people showed, I would be happy with it. And last year, about 27 people showed and I thought it was beautiful. It was amazing. And that's basically what I did this year, except for I saw a, a huge influx of people who had started to hear about it did word of mouth as well and I knew it was going to be bigger because I didn't really have to go and find people to photograph a lot of people came to find me that had heard about me um, because I posted where I was camping and people started to come up to me every day telling me about this group photo on Friday and so that's when I was like oh my gosh how many people are going to come to this thing because no one knew who I was they didn't know who the face was, the person was. So they just would say, hey, there's a group photo, you gotta come. And then I'd be like, okay, you know? So I started to get nervous. And uh, this year about 200, 250 people showed up to the group photo through word of mouth. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Like just the, the actual amount of participation, the true meaning of participation is just like shortly hearing once somewhere 
Like there's going to be a group photo at the man Friday at six and just putting it on your personal agenda to, to be present there oh, yeah. at that time. You know, it, it, it happens with a, with a lot of stuff and it's actually surprising how, how far that word of mouth that you're talking of gets at Burning Man, especially when you're doing something that has proven to be so magical and so beautiful and you're slowly gaining a, a little critical mass where the growth is probably going to be exponential and I hope that you continue doing it and it keeps growing because it, it's beautiful. Did you, when, when you were actually there with that group of 200 people, which is a big party, like did you get mm -hmm. to, to meet everyone? Like how, how, how did that moment work this year where you had that large group in front of you? Yeah, I was freaking out all week because <laughs> a lot of my campmates are super, I have a diverse group of campmates. I know them outside of Burning Man and they were very supportive and they kept telling me, it's going to be really huge, you know, and I just, I didn't know. I, it was just very new to me <laughs> and they just said, we'll be down there. It's going to be epic. I'm telling you. And so I was nervous about, I had these ideas of how I wanted the formation to be and you know, I, I consider myself, I wouldn't say shy, but, you know, I'm not one to do public speaking all the time and I'm hoping I'm getting better at it. But when I turned around and realized how many people were starting to form, I think I checked out. I was not there. <laughs> it was very overwhelming. Um, I jumped up and grabbed a megaphone. One of my campmates like shoved it in my hand and was like, you got this girl. And I was like, okay. Yeah, go <laughs> and, tell them. Go yeah, tell them what you want them to do. Yeah. You, are, you are the leader of the group. Now. Yep, that's what she told me. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And, um, and then afterwards, remembering last year how magical it was after the shoot and how people were connecting and hugging, I was really excited about that part. But I realized that my plans for what I wanted to do was not going to happen. <laughs> and so it was kind of like, what's going to happen? Um, and it just, everybody just got in their own format, just got in the, in the formation by themselves. And I was like, hey, this is how it's going to be. Like, I'll just take, go with this. And I snapped the photo and then the people were just hugging me and crying and hugging each other. And it was a lot of tears from people who just coming up to me and just saying beautiful words to me. So it was very, it was a lot for me. And I wasn't there enough to reflect on it. So I had to reflect on it a little bit later, but it was definitely beautiful. And I was able to capture a lot of the, those moments, just watching each, watching everyone else kind of meeting each other for the first time and hugging and looking at each other's eyes. It's, it was so beautiful just to, just to know like what this meant for, to people. Um, and then just for the fact that they helped me get this together and that they felt that it was so important and they were excited and that they remembered. <laughs> so, um, and they made it like a point to get out there. I mean, people were running and sliding in and like, it was, it was really cool. Well, I, I always try to connect um, the Burning Man principles to our stories. And this is definitely a story of communal effort where people get together for an art project that obviously the art project part of it ends up being almost the smallest side of it because there's all this uh, human connection, immediacy. It's mm -hmm. another of the Burning Man principles, like everybody is sharing that moment together and, and all these emotions come out. 
did you get any gift from those people that that you save or or that meant something special to you or that you thought it was funny or like like uh, did they did it bring something special to you um I'm trying to think. I think one or two people might have given me something at the group photo. I actually helped a couple people find their way to Burning Man with like helping them find a ticket in a camp and they all stopped by my camp to gift me something prior to that, which was really amazing. But I think honestly, the words, like the beautiful words people shared about like what it meant to them and how I, what I meant to them, which was just different for me because I didn't know these people was probably the biggest gift because I think my intentions this year was about stepping into my confidence and really being bold about it. And also I wasn't sure if I was going to be continuing doing photography and I really wanted to figure this out this year. And so all these were these words of encouragement and beauty and love and stuff from strangers was like really reaffirming. And it was, I think that was one thing that was hard. So I was like, wow, this is like super burning man. I set my intentions and it's like all in my face. <laughs> it's like, it slapped in my face. Um, so I think those were, were the best gifts. Wow. It is so beautiful to actually see it because we all, or hopefully most of us uh, that go to Burning Man, feel something similar at, at some point hopefully mm-hmm. the people that do art and and connecting with with random strangers and and especially in in these moments of doubts you know in the, in the past i've been going to burning man with a similar feeling about my my artistic career so it's like ah, should i should i continue pursuing this like is it worth it and mm-hmm. and the playa is definitely a place where if you do what you feel and and you really follow your heart and put all your energy and your passion into it 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 gives you this energy multiplied by millions yeah i always talk about living burning man feeling that i have a, a rocket strapped to my back and and loaded with new creative ideas and mm-hmm. and, and new things that i want to do later have you seen an, an increase in your following? Like have more people reach out to you after the burn? Is your network growing? Oh, after yeah. <laughs> Burning Man? And like, yeah. And especially have you, have you actually noticed uh, that, that large increase? Ten times the, the people showed up for your group picture, but the growth is very interesting. Yeah, I you know, there was a lot of people reaching out to me before this burn. I had, I seemed to already be becoming the person who like for information people would ask about camps and tickets and how to get there and just information. But once I got back, um, you know, people knew more about like who was behind it and what the project was called and where to find the group photo. Um and uh, my campmate recorded a beautiful video that I was able to, to share with people, which was amazing. And um, which really got a lot of people reaching out and following me. But then Burning Man organization reached out and asked if they could share some of the images and a little blurb on what I was doing. And that kind of really skyrocketed everything. I think I might've had about 600 and some followers, which jumped up from about 300 like coming from Burning Man um, after this time. And then Burning Man posted the photos. And I think I went up to like 3,000 in a day or so. 
Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. And, and with that came a lot of messages and DMs and yeah, a lot of that. So it was, it was overwhelming, but it was, it was cool. Uh, you know, new ideas started to kind of come into play in my thoughts about, okay, this is kind of evolved into way more than a photography project. And I could see how, I think it always was more than a photography project because my mission was to encourage people to see this differently and encourage people to try something new. So ultimately with a positive impact for Burning Man to get more people of color out there. But I just didn't think about it that deeply. I just wanted to document it. But I, I realized how um, impactful the photos and the image and the stories themselves were and people making the decision that they are now going to go to Burning Man based off of just people's messages to me. I just saw it evolve very quickly. Are you still in contact with any of those people that you have met in Burning Man through this initiative? Is there any person in particular that you think is like, wow, it's so crazy that I have connected with them through this or some story that you think it's interesting to share about any other characters or people that you have met through your initiative? Well, I've definitely, I've, I've kept in touch with a lot of people. I, one, I do interviews for most of my subjects and I'm still, still working on it. But, um, so I do it that way. I'm trying to think characters. Um, I mean, there's just been people who have just really been supportive and they've been my rah-rah people who like were once just a stranger and now they're texting me every day and kind of just telling me to keep going or giving me advice or just like telling me if I need their any help any kind of way. So I think that's been cool, but no like really cool experience other than the fact that that same night I met Diddy and I had met Diddy at Burning Man my first year. And I told him that he missed a really epic group photo. And he said, how come he didn't know about it? So, um, So you you were creating FOMO on him. That's <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, he won't want to miss <laughs> it here. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I was able to meet him again, and he actually remembered me and my friends from the first year. Um, so that was kind of a cool icing on the cake. I was able to give him a button that I have for my project. But yeah, I think the coolest part is that are the interviews afterwards. So. I'm just glad I was able to not lose my notepad and, and be able to reach out to everyone and kind of I'm in the process of scheduling interviews because as you can see now, you can talk about Burning Man for, forever. So they're rarely less than an hour, <laughs> hour long um, because people have such interesting stories to, to tell. Yeah. So you camp with... Street Life. Street Life. Where... Mm -hmm. So how, how do you meet them? Where, where are they from? Most of them are New Yorkers or um, started off in New York and they may live other places. This year we had about 30, um, 30 31 camp members, which was probably the largest that they've been. But they're friends from like old friends from New York who I knew and for, I've known for years. So when my friend gifted me a ticket, they already had their camp and it was small at the time. So she just said, hey, you know, like, I'm giving you this ticket. You have a camp. You got a tent. Like, just come. And so I've just continued to camp with them because I know them. They're people who I hang out with and was hanging out with before I went to Burning Man. And then there's just been a few others that people have brought with them that have kind of 
you know, form this family now that we have. Um, and so, yeah, most of them are New Yorkers, but we definitely have people who are now coming from Miami or Florida and California um, and a few other places. But I, I would say the majority are New Yorkers. What, what does the camp do? So street life is, is, is Sesame Street. It's like Sesame Street meets hip hop. So we do hip hop happy hours on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then we also do a disco we did a disco brunch this year on um, on Saturday. So we have a really good DJ that is with us. So it's always really good music and provides a little bit of diversity to the music you find on the playa. So we always have people who are like, we were just looking for like hip hop or something different who come to the happy hours and are super grateful for some different, you know. Yeah, where, where, what part of the city do you, uh, are you located? Are you always more or less in the same area? Well, yeah, past three years have been similar. We were at uh, we were 815 and D this year, and I think we were on E last year, but I think maybe at nine. So pretty similar surroundings. Yeah, we were, we were all, almost neighbors. I need to look for you next time. Where um, were you? I'm, I'm with 17 Virgins, 815 and B. So oh. We were really, really close. Yeah, I definitely passed I, by you a few times. I, I, I don't know if you, you bike through a, through a portal. We build a, a portal between C and D that's kind of like a jungle. Yes. Yeah, yes. if you if you know that, that I think I did. I think that, I might have. And we're right across the altitude lounge camp, which is this big kind of scaffolding that you can climb. Yes, yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so that's that's our area. Yeah, we're oh, we're, cool. we're neighbors. Yeah. You you were on Instagram on a photo chick. That's a kind of your personal thing, and then also on, on Black Burner Project. Mm-hmm. Is any of those pictures your favorite or like do you like the group pictures or is there any, any of them that has a special meaning for you? Um, well, I mean, I, I use the, the face of the, of the guy. That's one of my favorites just because it, I remember that being a really dusty day last year and luckily his camp having this old school bus. Uh, that we were able to go on and I was able to take photos of him, but he was already covered in dust. Um, and I don't know, it's like he was so captivating that I just loved that photo. Um, and I, I really do love the group photo from last year too, because it was, I was actually more emotional last year because I had no clue, you know, like this year I had some hints of like, okay, it's definitely going to be at least more than 27, you know, <laughs> last year I thought maybe three people were going to show. Um, and I had no clue at all. Um, so that's special for me. And I really like the, I, I love both the portraits because of the interview. So it gives, it gives the audience some inside perspective of what Burning Man is to people and kind of challenges or actually kind of knocks out some of these misconceptions about what people go for and what their experiences are. But then also I, I, I love like the everyday images of the sunsets and just like kind of what it looks like so people also get in another perspective of like what it is or maybe what like an art piece is and how spectacular they are I don't know I, I just like showing all of them I, I get really torn about which photos photos to show and um where do you share the interviews that go with the, with the so pictures? So, so far I've just been showing them on Instagram. So if you look at the caption, I'll, I'll usually give a, f a few of them, a few of the questions and the answers with the, with the portraits. I'm working on a website slash blog for the project. So 
I'm hoping to incorporate more of the interviews. And then I'm also exhibiting the work and looking for other opportunities to exhibit. So far, I've had um, one exhibit and then one that's currently on at uh, Towson University in Maryland. And I pull quotes from the interviews and print those up also to kind of um, pair with some of the photos and with the direct portraits that spoke with them. And I, I found that people really like to read these quotes that people have said that go along with the images and the story of what like the exhibit is about. So I, that's been really fun This kind of going through them and pulling out these really cool things that people have said about what Burning Man is and what it's like to them and being able to share that with the, um, with the photo exhibit. Well, I'm delighted by this conversation. I'm very impressed with the pictures and the little blurbs on them. Also, there's this one video that people need to, to find, you know, that's kind of like the the thank you video of the group picture this year that like, like you can see the energy is just mm-hmm. out of this world. Yeah. Maybe just keep that Friday at six at the man <laughs> meeting so that people know where to go and find you there every year. And, and even if you don't go to Burning Man, you know, let people just meet there and, and, and still do it. Yeah. And, I, um, I think I'm, people are seeing since now, have had FOMO if they missed it or they're expecting it. So I think at least I'll be there next year. Um, Just for the people. Yeah, for the people. (laughs) (laughs) For the the people that missed it this year. Yeah. um, And it's kind of, you know, the the energy and stuff was there. So people have really expressed how amazing that moment was. And um, so, you know, now I'm just kind of torn on where it's going to be and how to handle it just because it was a little bit difficult being out and the masses and having to control other people who thought it was beautiful too, which was great, but it was hard for me to take my photo. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I'm gonna think about like where and how to do it logistically this time. It might be at the man again or, but I really liked like the surprise aspect or people just hearing word of mouth and finding out about it. Um, some people yeah. never didn't hear about it, and they were like, "How did I miss it?" But I was just like, you know, yeah, it's kind of the like, it's kind of the, it's kind of the speak easy vibe, like you yeah. need to know when and how and where. Like people yeah. are talking, it's Friday at six, but not mm-hmm. exactly no. Yeah, so I like that. So we will see if it's going to be at the man or somewhere else. But I think something else will be going on. I'm hoping to be able to create something even bigger. Next well, I, year, I, so. I, th- I think it's also a, an awesome icebreaker for the people that are more shy or don't know how to engage in, in a conversation, even, even at Burning Man, right? Because there's mm-hmm. some people that have been there, like, like myself, after six years, I think I've, I have learned how to say hello to people and mm-hmm. start talking to them. But for a Black Virgin Burners next year, you know, just ask, it's like, hey, hi. Like, yeah. Do you, you know where the where the group pictures? Yeah, be this year? Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I'm a sure. it's a perfect icebreaker. It's like, hey, by the way, come by our camp later for our hip hop party yeah. at at Street Life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's also a, a space where I mean, it was the first. Even though we were all on the playa the same time for many, and I was lucky where the people coming to my camp and looking for me to see a lot of people of color, especially this year, even more. But there was a lot of people even bef- just before that moment of the photo who had only seen a handful of people that whole week. 
you know, and they were like, I hadn't seen more than seven people that week until I got to Burning Man. I didn't even know that many people existed on the playa that were people of color that looked like me. So it was a, that was one in itself really magical for people and for me, you know, to know that like, wow, some people had, had basically seen almost like one person a day just, just because that's what playa gave them and that's the rope they went and this was the first time that they saw um, or there was people who reached out and said, hey, I was contemplating not going next year or this year because of such a lack of diversity. And I'm so glad that I was able to be a part of it because it's changed my perspective. Now I know I'm going to go this year or next year. So, um, so yeah, so there's a lot of excitement and hopefully I'll be able to create like some experiences before Burning Man just for people to continue connecting because I think that's one of the biggest parts. Um, and, you know, it's not about it being all people of color. It's just about the, the impact of representation and how it really does matter. And, and um, for people who aren't of color um, to, to really respect people when they say it does matter um, and to not harp on this idea of like, oh, race and Burning Man is not about race, but it's like at the end of the day, it's not representative of like regular world in terms of diversity and when people don't see themselves it really does impact people and and not that great ways in, in the sense that people are missing out on opportunities that could be an asset to the playa and you might be missing out on a relationship with someone that you might never know just because they have a different experience than you and so i think it just allows that topic to come up but in a in a positive way and for people to really see how you know when people talk about them not seeing themselves matters and how that makes them feel how they can really now see like the impact of people seeing themselves and why it's important yeah i totally agree i think that's a great message to finish our conversation thank you so much for taking the time it was a little difficult to coordinate but we finally made it we did thank you for having me yeah asking me. yeah so let, let's just refresh people where where to find your uh instagram and a photo chick a, a photo chick so a p h o t o chick is c h i c k that's my regular photography page and it will lead you to the project page but the project page is black burner project I also have that same um, name on Facebook as a Facebook page and a Facebook group. And then I'll also be, um, we'll have a, a website coming out soon that will hopefully have just some easily accessed information that people seem to like continuously ask me and more, uh, more photos to share and more context behind it with the, in the interviews that I have to share on there as well. Awesome. And that will be blackburnerproject.com. <laughs> Excellent. I can't wait to see the evolution of this. You are an, an inspiration. It's an inspiration to all the creative people out there to create opportunities for community and diversity. So thank you very much. Thank you. And we will be will be watching you. And <laughs> I will I will definitely go find Street Life next time. See yes. if I see you there. <laughs> yes, please do. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. All right, bye. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember that uh, we need you to continue creating this podcast. 
contact us at playaprovides.com. Send an email to playaprovidespodcast at gmail.com and let us know if you have a story that you want to share or know of anybody that would be interested in talking to us and spreading some playa magic and some burner values related stories. Stand by for our next episode and remember, everything sucks about Burning Man except Burning Man.